0: any anyone but you Hello, my loves. And thank you so much for joining me today on the Get Your Guy Coaching podcast. I have a special friend and amazing coach with me today. Her name is Melanie Larkins, and she is a high performance wellness coach. She's going to tell you what that means. But she is from what I know, a master when it comes to all things body and mind alignment. And that is something that is so important in dating and relationships. And so first and foremost, Mel, thank you so much for being here on this podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me, Anwar. This is great. I'm glad to be here.
0: I'm so glad that you're here, girl. So why don't you tell everybody kind of what your business is all about and who you serve? Thank you. So
1: I am a high-performance wellness coach for athletes especially pro athletes and CEOs, executive level business people. And what I do is help people to connect and strengthen the connection between their mind, their brain and their body. So this is helping people to just release stress, release tension, get more clarity and focus in the mind. And it also helps to improve sleep. For my athletes, it's really important that it's helpful in reducing injury or even recovering from injury for really anyone. For everyone, it's really helpful to have this calm and focus in the mind. And then you can start tapping into the body, reconnecting and grounding in the body so that you can really understand the signals that are being sent to the brain, to the mind
0: and start to then optimize
1: performance.
0: I love that. So girl, you talked about mind and brain. Are they different things? Yeah, they're different. Girl, tell, so- girls, I'm like, bro. <laughs> I kind of thought that was the same thing, but I guess not. Okay, tell us, girl. So if you think about the brain, the brain is your organ, right? It's the thing
1: that if your heart is beating, if you're breathing there, you don't have to think about that. It's like your involuntary actions, right? Mm -hmm. It's the blood moving through the body. It's your cells regenerating. It's your hair growing. Like those are things that are signaled by the brain. The brain controls all in the body. But then the mind is more about your thought. It's more about your emotions. Mm. It's more about the subconscious and the conscious mind are those kind of intangible functions. I can think of something that makes me happy or sad, but then that's also a physiological response that's happening in the body because of the brain. So when you say, I feel scared, that's happening in the mind, that fear, that emotion and there's also the brain triggering a response in the body to have that fear. So that's getting tense, protecting yourself, Mm. shoulders start coming up, you're like clenching, your jaw might clench, your hands might clench. And so that's the physiological response is being sparked by the brain because of what's going on in the mind.
0: I love that. So girl, how did you get into this? Like, what's your story behind doing this work? Cause it seems like, again, super specialized, but also like super interesting.
1: So I first got into yoga and meditation when I was 13 in high school because my dance teacher decided to start integrating it into our practice. And I grew up like fundamental Christian household. My parents told me that yoga was of the devil. If I did it, I was going to go to hell.
0: (laughs) Yoga and everything else, girl. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. And so we started doing yoga. I didn't realize that's what we were doing at the time. And then I found out, I was like, this is yoga. Oh, no. (laughs) Am I going to hell? Yeah, (laughs) no. But then I was like, this sure doesn't feel like I'm going to hell by like stretching my body or breathing deeply. That seems odd. So that just kind of like started me on this lifelong path of this practice of integrating yoga and meditation into everything I do. But I got into a car accident when I was 20. I didn't want to go to the doctor. I didn't want to go to the chiropractor. I do not recommend that. First of all, like, please go get yourself checked out. And I was like, I think I got this. I think I'm fine. Because I was an athlete. I was like, I'm fine. And so I decided that my sternum was really pretty sore and pretty injured. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing this deep meditation work to try to connect with the parts of my body where the pain was coming from. And as I did that work, I started really having a different understanding of pain and of my body. So I started realizing that I could control these very small pieces of my body, these very tiny isolated muscle groups in a very different way that I had never learned as a gymnast or in dance or in any sport. And it was really just getting my mind to retrain my brain To understand that it controls all of the body.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about this notion of facing your pain? Because I think that our natural reactions as human beings is to avoid it and to run away from it. And I know from the women that I work with that like anything painful that has to do with love and relationships, we're going to get numb to it, we're going to avoid it, we're going to ignore it, we're going to either try to be over it, And you're saying to face it and talk to me about that decision to face it and what that means in terms of finding a different result afterward.
1: If you think about really any emotion or anything that happens in your life, the more you try to ignore it, It seems to just keep coming back over and over again. So let's say in dating relationships, you break up with someone, you've had a horrible relationship, toxic, maybe abuse was involved, something like that. If you just end that relationship and then never deal with those issues, you're likely to keep repeating that same cycle over and over and over again, because you haven't gotten to the root cause of what got you there in the first place. Mm -hmm. and. It's the same with the body. So if you have pain in the body, let's say that you trip and fall, you hurt your knee because you fell on it. If you try to just ignore that pain or mask it with like a painkiller or something like that, you're not getting to the root of what is causing you that pain. At the same time, oftentimes the pain is, it's then multiplying or amplifying throughout more of the body than just that part of the knee. So the more that you can focus on what is actually causing you the pain, the more you can actually deal with the root of the problem. If you're ignoring it, then the body will send you more and more and more signals until you pay attention to it. I think some
0: people think that if I focus on it, then it's going to get bigger, right? And has that been your experience or the experience that your clients may have when they're working with you?
1: I think that's the fear. I think that's exactly why people don't want to do it because it seems so overwhelming. Um, I have clients that are facing like trauma or tough situations or injury. And sometimes when you think about those things happening, it's the emotion that starts to make it overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's the fear that you associate with that time or the disappointment, the anger, the hurt, the sadness, the loss, and that's what's making it bigger. So if you can start to get your body to calm down, breathe, calm the nervous system down, then that gets you out of fight or flight mode, which is something that helps to amplify pain because it's cortisol running through your body. It's more tension in the body. And so you're not able to really allow the body to release enough so that you know you're safe. And then you can understand really what's going on. So it's the fear, yes, that it would make it overwhelming or amplify it. But if done in the right way, it actually does the opposite.
0: Now, you were talking about calming your body. What are your best kind of tips to do that? Because I know like when I'm talking to some of my clients, they might be spiraling. They might be out of control and their body and their brain, right? Also, their mind is doing everything, right? So how can we kind of calm the body and get to a state where we can start thinking more critically?
1: This is a great question. I love it. I recommend my like number one technique for people is three breaths. So this is meditation. People don't think of that as meditation, but it absolutely is. If you can just slow down enough to take three intentional breaths, like it will shift your mind and your body to a whole different state. You can't feel two emotions at the same time. You can't be angry and joyful Mm -hmm. at the same time. You can go between those, but you can't stay in one state, like two emotions at the same time. The brain can't do that. And so to help you move out of those states of maybe overwhelm, sadness, grief, anger, if you can just even close your eyes or you don't have to close your eyes, but if you can stop and take three breaths, it helps to calm the nervous system down. Just taking those three breaths can help so much.
0: I love it. This is what I'm going to start doing too, but I'm going to call it my destiny's child breath. I'm going to go Michelle, Kelly, Beyonce, (laughs) and everything's going to change for me. No, I love it. This is great. Great. Thank you so Ah. much for sharing that. Now, what I know about you is that you were, as you were saying before, competitive in lacrosse, but you had spent so much of your childhood being a gymnast and a dancer. I'm asking about this time in your life because I think a lot of us either were in sports physically or in sports mentally in school, right? And so what I know about that work is that generally the work is to push you to your limits or even beyond them, right? So can you talk to me a little bit about your experience kind of doing that and what you learned about your body and your limits or not? Mm. (laughs)
1: Gymnastics did not teach me about recognizing my limits very well. I was taught to ignore them for the most part. And I think that's true for a lot of people that are in sports or even in business. You know, we're kind of taught to just there's the grind culture, keep pushing, keep going, don't yeah. stop. And as a gymnast, I was essentially trained to be a robot or a machine and to not acknowledge emotion to not acknowledge pain, to not acknowledge injury until it was absolutely impossible to ignore. So that's how I was trained. And that's how I lived for most of my childhood. The result of that is that I was a champion gymnast, I was at the top of my level for the state of California, I was really good. The other consequence to that is that I was not in a great emotional or mental space, because I didn't know how to process emotions in a healthy way. I didn't know how to acknowledge my body trying to tell me, hey, Hey, I need to stop. Hey, I need to rest. Hey, I need to do something different because I had been trained to not recognize them for so long that I stopped understanding what those signals even were. Yeah. So I didn't really learn that much in as a gymnast or in high school, really. You know, it's being in a highly competitive academic environment combined with sports, dance, all of that. And I didn't really learn it until I got to college. Playing lacrosse for UC Berkeley, I got recruited to play and I had to get cleared by the doctor, the team doctor to be able to play. And I thought, no problem. Of course, I'm fine. I'm 17. No problem, right? And so he asked me if there are any issues that I have in my body. And I start to talk about a few things and, you know, not thinking it's a big deal. And he said, you know, you've got patella tendinitis in both knees, you've got Achilles tendonitis in both Achilles, you've got this other condition in your knees. And I said, Whoa, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, there's a name for that? That's real? Oh, that pain, I should have maybe thought that was the big deal. And he asked me if there was anything else that he should be concerned about. I said, well, you know, sometimes when I'm running, my legs, start to go numb. And I could see his eyes got real big. And I was like, No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I just stop. I stretch it out. I'm good to go. My coach, my lacrosse coach told me it's not a big deal. So I thought it's not a big deal. He was like, No, Melanie, (laughs) we have to go deeper, look at what's going on. And that was the first time I really understood that those signals are important. You have to look at what your body is trying to tell you otherwise it will start to get louder and louder and louder until you cannot ignore it. This is people who are grinding themselves into the ground, start getting sick, start getting injured, start not being able to sleep which leads to more injury and more sickness, all of that, yeah. mental breakdowns.
0: I feel like I hear a lot with these competitive gymnasts that they lose their period because their body is just like going so hard and so extreme. And I think it's so ironic, right, that like, especially for women, right, that you are pushing your body so much and ignoring that pain so much that what naturally happens in your body stops, Divine femininity of your body stops because of ignoring what your body is doing.
1: That was absolutely my experience. I was, I think, four ten and eighty something pounds when I started high school at thirteen. I grew about five inches that year because I stopped doing gymnastics. I didn't get my period until I was, I think, fifteen or something, it was super late. Um, And this is not uncommon for female gymnasts at all. It's just it's so hard on the body, you're working out so much. I was in the gym 30 to 40 or competing 30 to 40 hours a week. So it starts to inhibit your body's natural growth, hormone production, um, all of those kind of natural things, your body stops going through puberty. But this also happens with women in the working world yeah, because you start to grind yourself down. You stop eating enough. You stop taking care of yourself. You're working out a lot, not giving your body back what it needs. And so it starts to affect your hormones. And that starts to affect for women, especially it starts to affect so much of our health and so much of our experience. Why do you think, this is
0: such a problem for women.
1: That's a great question. Ooh, That is.
0: This... That's why they pay me the big bucks, girl.
1: <laughs> it is. You deserve all of it. Um, you know, that this is one of these things. I think in our society, especially in the Western world right now, for women, there is such a pressure. As a woman, you're expected to have children by a certain age still to be married by a certain age still and when you have those kids you're still expected to rule the business world or rule whatever industry that you're in and not it's like you're expected to be a parent but not to be a parent mm-hmm. you're expected to succeed but not succeed there's a constant push for us to be hyper productive and not to acknowledge ourselves you know like there's still stigma around talking about menstruation which is a totally natural thing that half the world's population goes through
0: once a month or more or less and I was telling I was just talking to my best (laughs) friend I was like y'all need to have at least two or three days off every month I don't understand like why women are having to work during that time because that is crazy to me my god it's insane and you're expected, right, to just act as if everything is completely normal and everything is yeah. fine. And you're, I guess, socialized to pretend like you should not be feeling pain. No. And if you have
1: cramps, who cares? You're fine. Just keep yeah. on, you soldier on. Yeah. And this is another thing, like women, we go through these huge hormonal shifts in the, in the month. And so it's really helpful if we can play to our strengths. So at some parts of the month, because of our hormones going on, we need more calm. We need to not stress ourselves out so much at other times we can be super productive, but we can't just go on infinitely at the same level because we're not built like that for the most part. And then like, not to mention childbirth, when you are pregnant, you don't get time off in the U S you don't get maternity leave, like by law, you might have an employer that lets you do that, but you probably don't, um, you might be able to take time off. You might not. So you like childbirth can be really, it is really beautiful and it can be really traumatic for a lot of women and, you know, parents in general. Um, and so imagine if you had a super traumatic experience, you don't get any time off of work, or maybe you get three weeks off to bond with your child, deal with whatever's happened, try to get back to who you are, or like, especially as a new mom, to figure out who you are now as a human, as a mother, as like, who am I? And you get three weeks to do that and then go back to doing things as you did before or better or even sometimes be let go in the meantime or it's just a huge level of pressure.
0: I want to go back to this moment that you were just talking about in terms of when you go to college and you figure out you have all of these things wrong with you. Not wrong with you, but like you had so much injury and pain that you powered through. And I think it's important for us to talk about living through pain and living through trauma as a Black woman and people not Mm. actually being able to see that, feel that, Mm. right? You were saying in college, right? They were like, go on, go on, go on. I don't know if that was maybe the case for some of the white teammates that you had on your lacrosse team. And I can say this because we went to the same boarding school, by the way, by the (laughs) way, people. So I want to talk a little bit grander about this experience that Black women have when it comes to body, right? When it comes to mind, because I think there's more going on there. So it's even that much more important for Black women to get aligned with their body and their mind and their brain.
1: So something happened to me in college. I had an ectopic pregnancy that ruptured. I did this meditation practice that I now teach to people that literally saved my life. And so I was able to go to the there was like a school clinic across the street from where I lived at the time. I went in there and they tried to close the door in my face early and said we're we're closed. We can't help you. So I had to basically sneak my way into this clinic that wasn't supposed to be closed and finally got to like the urgent care who also said, we're closed, we can't help you. I was doubled over in pain, passing out in front of them and they were still trying to not see me. Mm. Did not want to see me. And I had to fight with them. Not like I couldn't, I was almost immobilized. I couldn't really breathe or talk. So I finally got them to see me, but my vital signs were normal. Again, because of this thing that I do, this is why I teach this now because it literally saved my life. I ended up having to go not just there, but then to two other places before I could get seen. At one of the places, I was left in a back room somewhere without a nurse call button, without anyone telling me what was going on, without anyone checking on me at all for like three hours. I was bleeding internally for about 18 hours. Oh my God. And yeah, I finally got seen at the end of all that by a woman who is a doctor, obviously, who was told me what's going on, this is what happened, but we can help you gave me a hug. That was the first time in almost 24 hours of dealing with this major issue that somebody even treated me like a human. They just did not care. They were just doing their job. It was as if I could be tossed away like trash. And this is something that is so common for Black women in that dealing with the healthcare system. Black women are by far more likely to die from maternity related death because of hospital care. A lot of it is unconscious bias, treatment. They don't want to treat us. They don't want to pay attention to us. They don't want to listen. And if we are not in touch with our bodies and not to say something is wrong here, I am not okay and fight for ourselves. This is when we are just being like left by the wayside. I would have died for sure if I didn't keep fighting for myself and say, no, I know something's not right in my body. I can feel it. Even if you don't believe it, I know something's wrong and I'm going to keep pushing and keep pushing until I figure out what's going on. And this is why like this body mind brain connection is so important because if you don't know what's going on in your body, if you don't understand the signals that your body gives you of like, this is not normal something is wrong, I need help, then your mind, your brain are not gonna register that as a signal of you needing to go get help. Or like, maybe it's a lifestyle change. Maybe it's a food you shouldn't be eating that your body can't process. Maybe it's a type of workout that isn't working for you or on the flip side, things that do work for you. And and take those as very real signals that are valuable and that are meaningful and not just ignore them don't just ignore those. Like the, it's your intuition. It's God put that like in the female body. It's how you're created. Yeah, is with intuition. And I call that the gut, the gut and the yes. heart together.
0: Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I
1: love that. It's yeah. it's like we have that for a reason. It's mm-hmm. for our survival. <laughs> so that this we is to why like, this live.
0: yeah this is why this mind body <laughs> alignment is so important because you have to be really clear about it because we can't expect other people to be clear about it, right? Mm -mm. And so that's why it's really important. Okay, so can you give us some tips, some tricks, some exercises to help us get aligned with our body, girl? Or how you saved your own life? I don't know if that's something that you (laughs) just do with your clients, but what sort of things can we also do? You gave us a three breaths, you gave us Destiny Child's Breaths, girl. What, What else, what else can you give us to help us align with our body and our mind?
1: So I'll do two things. I'm going to give you my favorite acronym that I like to use. And then I'm going to go through just like a minute to show you what it is like that we're talking about. So the acronym I love is grace. And I say we need to make a little more space for grace because it's awesome. Um, So grace, grace, yeah, make space for grace. Uh, So grace is the G is for gratitude. The R is for rest. The A is acceptance. The C is connection. And the E is empathy. So these are things where if you can anchor these concepts into your day, or just even bring them to mind at some point in your day, it just helps to bring balance. It helps put you in a state of more joy, more bliss, more peace, more calm in your life. Without this overwhelming list of things you need to do. So if you can even find one thing to be grateful for every day, like even one, and then that builds to two or three, but it starts to shift your outlook so that you're focusing on the good things happening. And then more of those good things do come in more abundance, more wealth, more love, like whatever that is. If you can focus on the good, then you get more of that. It's like where, where your mind goes, energy flows. And then rest, like most of us are high achievers. We're on the grind, going, have our own businesses or high powered jobs. All of that is great. And you have to have rest. You can't go infinitely. You don't want it to be that your body's signal that you should stop has been ignored for so long that the only way to get you to stop is to get you sick or to like, get injured or something like that, like give yourself the rest that you need to renew and recharge. And then accepting yourself, accepting other people, accepting the reality that you're in, it just helps you to not be stressed out about what's happened in the past or anxious about the future is keeping you in this present moment, which helps decrease stress, anxiety, worry, all of that. Then C, connecting with other people, connecting with yourself, connecting with a higher power, if that's what you do. And then the E for me is super important empathy. So I am a very empathetic person. I'm so excited. I'm like, ooh, everyone have my empathy. <laughs> Like, of course, but as I get older, I'm starting to realize that I need to give that to myself as much as I give it to yes. other people so freely. Like I have to be compassionate for myself. I have to give myself forgiveness, giving yourself empathy as much as you give it to other people. So grace, gratitude, rest, acceptance,
0: connection, and empathy. That's my number that. one. Yeah, I absolutely grace. love that. Now, I know the listeners are out there are like, okay, I get it, girl. We got to listen to our bodies. We got a grace. We got a three breaths. I want to kind of switch gears and talk about how this presents itself in love and dating and relationships for a little bit, because I feel like I have to tell my clients often that I don't want us to be focused on the butterflies in our stomach, right? When we're meeting somebody, like, I think there are times where we have to use our mind and not necessarily our body. And then On the flip side of that, like, let's say there is heartbreak or disappointment in a relationship where someone's not showing up for you in the way that you would have hoped, right? Or your, you know, idea of the relationship kind of withers because you break up or something like that. In those moments, especially kind of the heartbreak moment, what are some of the things that we can do? Or if you've experienced that, what are the things that you have done, right, to help get to that next step, that next day, the moving forward to progress?
1: Ooh, that's a toughie, you know, breakups are hard. I think even when it's fine, it's a good one. It's still it's hard. And it's hard because you're gonna have a grieving period. Yes, Uh, you're going to we're human, we have emotions. And the more we acknowledge that the better The next step can be. And can we just say,
0: have your grieving moment, ladies, right? Don't try to get over it or get under a guy to try to get over it, girl. No, like you have to grieve it. It is a death. It is a death of a dream and an idea, right? Grieve it as if you would grieve anything else. Yeah.
1: Yes, you have to. Like I know so many women who once they break up, they don't want to process the grief and they're just dating somebody else like a day later. I'm like, hello, can you just... (laughs) Be here now and understand that your heart is broken and let it be broken for a minute. Like, it's okay. We just kind of want to like move on. It's that same idea of ignoring pain just to go and bury it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to end up in that same cycle again because you did not heal or let yourself have the time to rest. So that's my first thing is you have to let yourself grieve the loss of the relationship acceptance accept the reality of what happened of how you feel and like really sit with how you feel and allow yourself to be sad that said don't stay there right (laughs) stay there like don't don't stay in the grief forever you know feel it do what you need to do and then give yourself some actionable steps of how i like to focus on myself so focus on yourself Figure out what it is you need to live your best life. And as you live your best life, that will start to bring in more people, not just a romantic relationship, but maybe friendships or different types of support that start coming into your life that you need. And that next person will come as a result of that. But you have to work on yourself first So that you're whole and that you're like really healed. And so especially if it's a traumatic relationship or breakup, you don't want to repeat that. Right. Mm -mm. Yeah. You don't want to go back to that. You want to go to something different. So you have to be different to get something different. You can't just stay the same and expect to get a different type of person. You're going to end up back in a toxic relationship again. That was my cycle <laughs> for a mm-hmm. lot of years. It's just, oh, yeah, I broke up with that person. Let me just go bury myself in work and go work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah. Let me just go off and travel for a long time. Let me just go off and yes. like buy stuff. Let me just ignore... The fact that I just broke up with this person, I just moved on. It's like, no, this just keeps coming up because I didn't deal with it. I didn't change. So yeah, yeah, you got to change yourself first.
0: And I love that you mentioned the point about kind of focusing on yourself. What I tell my clients generally is, I want you to pick a goal, not a big one, a small one, because once we can start to actually achieve those small goals, there's a level of confidence and trust in oneself that starts to happen. And once you can do that, you can start continuing to level up and level up and level up. So I'm so happy that you, uh, you had mentioned that. Cause I think this, that's an important part of being able to move on beyond as as you were saying, grace, right? Gratitude for, I guess, peace of mind, of not being in the relationship, right? Rest in terms of grieving and just being, right? Acceptance of just like accepting that you all are not together. And also, I guess, also acceptance of oneself, right? Acceptance that I'm a single person now. I am my own woman, right? I am not a a partnered woman and accepting that fact I think is also really important. And then connecting, connecting to oneself, connecting to one's hobbies, goals, and then empathy. I think empathy for oneself, empathy in terms of like, breakups can be hard as you were saying, right? But also understanding that it's going to be okay. Yes. Yeah, I love, it. I love that. I love that. So it sounds like right. we're gracing everything, girl. We're gracing yes. this, we're gracing that, we're gracing, gracing here, we're gracing there. there. I absolutely love it. So for my listeners out there that feel like they need to align, right, their body and their mind and their brain, how can they get in touch with you? How can they connect with you?
1: a couple of ways. Check me out on Instagram. It's at Melanie.e.larkins. And you can check out content there. I do some meditation sometimes. um, And you can click the link there to set up a call with me. And I'm also on Clubhouse a lot. So if you want to connect on there, you can search my name, Melanie Larkins, and check me out. Yeah, those are probably the best ways for people to find me.
0: I love it. And I guess ending this podcast, can you end us off on a good note? Can we have some chanting or some song or something like that? Because Mel is an amazing instructor and yoga and all things peace of mind and centeredness. So can you let us end this amazing podcast with something to center ourselves?
1: All right. I love it. So, okay. So just close your eyes. You can be anywhere. You could be driving. Don't close your eyes if you're driving though. Obviously, (laughs) but just get comfortable, start to become aware of your breath. So just noticing how the breath feels on the inhales and the exhales, noticing where the air passes through with each breath and not trying to control it, but just noticing and observing without judgment With each exhale, letting your legs, your feet, your hips get a little bit heavier, sink down a little bit more into the ground. Notice how your belly and chest expand with each inhale and release with each exhale. And with each exhale, let your shoulders move away from your ears. Let your jaw soften Then release tension between the eyebrows and across your forehead. And just take a moment to notice what thoughts may be floating through your mind. Without judgment, we're just observing, just noticing. And let the thoughts in the mind flow through just like the breath flows through the body effortlessly bringing more calm, more clarity, more awareness of the body and the mind. This allowing yourself to be in this moment and then bring to mind something that brings you joy. So this could be a person or a place, could be anything, could be an activity. Just bring to to mind something that brings you joy. And notice, where do you feel joy in your body? How do you feel when you think about this thing that brings you joy and bliss? What colors do you see? What images do you see? Just notice and observe without judgment. And just know that this space of joy and bliss is always available to you. Your breath, your body can help take you to this place anytime. Just let your body be anchored and let the breath take you there when you need it. If you're ever feeling anxious or stressed, just come back to this thing that brings you joy. And continue to focus on the breath, moving through the body, focus on the joy in the mind that helps bring the bliss to your body. We may go up and down, but we're still going round the same sun. We're all together as one. We're daughters and sons. We may go up and down, but we're still going round the same sun. We're all together as one. We're daughters and sons. Just continue to allow your breath to move through the body. Deepen your inhales and your exhales and bring in some gentle movement to the body when you're ready. And as you're ready, you can start to flutter your eyes back open if they were closed. And that's a meditation.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so relaxed and centered. Thank you for being here, Mel. I so appreciate you and your heart and your wisdom. And yeah, thank you again for being here.
1: Thank you, Anwar. This is so great. I love the work that you're doing. It has helped me so much. And I know that you're helping so many people out there. So I'm really grateful that you had me here. And yeah, I loved it. So thank
0: you. You're so welcome. All right. If anyone wants to feel centered like they're feeling right now and relaxed and really understand their body and their mind, please reach out to Mel. She is amazing at what she does. And she is going to help you in more ways than you can even imagine. All right. With that said, I want to bid you adieu. Much love to you all. Bye. Hey girl, thank you so much for listening to the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. If you like this episode and want to talk with me personally, please book a free consultation at www.getyourguycoaching.com apply or subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk soon.